Welcome everyone to the Girls Tech Show. This podcast is part of Equality Tech, bringing girls to the center of technology. In this episode, we're excited to talk about empowering girls with digital skills and access to technology. My name is Helena Tzisi, and I'm from Sierra Leone. I'm 21 years old, and I'm into programming. My name is Hawaii I'm from Sierra Leone. I'm 22 years old, and I'm the co-founder of the Kamarayoki Innovation Center, a platform that provides access to resources and tools for young women and girls to have access to digital education, as well as coding, robotics, and 3D designs. Hi, Hawanatu. It's so nice to meet you. I'm so glad that you and I share the same name. <laughs> How did you become interested in STEM activities and technology? Well, I was always into STEM activities when I was in senior secondary school because I was part of the science faculty where we are taught about tech. I applied for a course. It was a web and mobile app development, and I was shortlisted to be one of the, the students for that particular course. And ever since then, my interest about technology and STEM increased to another level. We are in a DAF program. We are taught how to code and how to do some basic things with technology. And since that time, I can say the interest in what technology and tech has, has have, have been a really good thing for me. That's so nice. I'm so glad that you were doing a tech or STEM science subjects in school. That's so awesome. As for me, I didn't really have the opportunity to be in the sciences. Uh, my parents wanted me to be a lawyer, even though I wanted to do something in science. But they insisted that I do art. So I was forced to do art instead of like going to sciences. Be but because of the passion that I had for science, for learning about what technology is, I began teaching myself the science behind things. And so one day I met up with a team that we provided energy using renewable energy material, which was combining solar energy and wind energy to power 50 houses in Serabo community for young women and girls to be able to study and also to be able to do something in technology. Wow, good. Very impressive. Which part of the digital upskilling most interests you? First of all, this uh, upskilling is something that I didn't really know what that was until I went to university and I found out that most of the most of the students there in my college doesn't even know how to operate on a computer. They don't even know how to start a computer, let alone tie. And because of something that I did, because of the work that I've been doing in technology and everything, having having access to computers. I was able to do my assignment really quickly. And sometimes I even do most of the assignment that I do with the, in my campus for my colleagues. I mostly type their assignment, which for me was very, very easy since I have like a good background now in technology. And what about you? Well, I think it's a very impressive thing for you to be helping your colleagues out because one of the things that I realized in Sierra is that most Young girls or young children grade lack the opportunity to be introduced with different technology materials, and which at the end of the day can can be as a as a threat or or an hindrance to their growth. So for me, being introduced to the ICT the ITC world at a very early age 
means a lot to me because now I'm able to like go research. I'm able to like walk. Like the, that the workload is more less now than me going to libraries and finding out how to solve some particular problem or how to do research. But now with technology, I can even be at my house and I can just use one of the searching sites. I can either use Google or now the recent one, which is yeah. ChatGPT. So which has made it very easy for, for young people currently. Because I like to think that most Serbian unions know ChatGPT, yeah. which is very, yeah. very yeah. Yeah. I agree. And speaking of ChatGPT, do you think that it will cause more harms for girls because when you search when you search on chat gpt asking chat gpt like who is, who has more access to jobs it will tell you that male that men have more access do you think technology is a barrier to women and girls how do you think that will affect us in the future well one of the things that i think has been a barrier for women into tech is because of, I can say, we lack the platform for us to be introduced into these various tech institutions or tech world. But we, I can say, thanks to God, now we are having like a lot of organizations, institutions that are encouraging girls to be into tech. So it's because of that was the data that they have gathered for many years or even now that more guys or more males are into tech. But if we as girls, we work very hard, and I believe we can, we can change your data because there's, there's a saying, uh, there's a, according to the population statistics reports that we're having more female than, than male. So imagine those but three times or two times the, the, the size of population of male. Then we can really, we can reach and even pass the statistics. Yeah. And the, another thing again, which I noticed, I don't think that it can cause harm because it has a restricted search options. So, so basically, some other sites, you can search for whatever thing you want to see. But with touch GPT, you can only search for something that is very important and you can learn from, not something that can destroy your future or kill that can lead you behind. So speaking of barriers, have you personally experienced any barriers when like doing your work in STEM or like when you were learning how to code? Have you experienced any barriers? So if you're in Syria, you can definitely know that you will be, you'll be expecting such because most people have the mentality where they're like, most of the things are not made for females. They're only meant for me. So imagine you're coming from a community where a lot of the girls that you were there with coming up, most of them decided to go to the arts faculty because of their, they were afraid of the sciences. So just like that, there comes a discrimination. Even your peers by then, the, the male peers by then will be like, are you really sure that you can have handle the stress load there? You know that you're a girl child now. You can't do this. You can't do that. And the barrier stands from there by your peers. And now we decided to learn more new things about it, which, which draws you closer to technology. I can still remember when I, I started and I told some few of my neighbors, the male ones, and even some of the females, and I told them that I have applied for a course at the Orange Digital Center, which is web and mobile app development. And they were like, are you sure you can handle it? 
Because you never had an interface with the computer before. Then now you want to go and learn something that is extreme. Yeah. It's very yeah. extreme. And I can even notice when I started, uh, so when I started, it take us through IT culture, basic of IT and this and this. So later on, we then go into code. But before we went into code, there was this image that our tutor then showed us. It was a code. And I can't even understand anything that was there. I was like, is that the way people, is, that, is this how much stress people got just to make a website or an app? I was like, very shocked. And it seems as if you only speak or more English and they, they write for you something in Arabic. Yeah, yeah. The stress was there and some of our classmates, we are like, most of the girls wouldn't be able to go up with the pace. But thanks be to God and some of us really tried it. We work hard in, in seeing that we completed some of our projects and everything went smoothly. That's so nice that you were able to overcome the barriers and challenges. As for me, one of the things that I really faced barriers and people telling me that me being in science or me doing technology or me like doing anything that has to do with solar energy, that that's not a field for women. And it's, it started right at my house, which was a very big, the, one of the biggest out. Like my parents didn't believe that science or technology is something that a woman can do or a girl can do. And then it came to the society where people were telling me, oh, I should not climb off the roof to do solar installation because it's too dangerous. It's like, this is just a, uh, a session that men can do. And so this was like really some of the barriers that um, I faced. But then I realized that these are just barriers. I can overcome this. And so I had to push through it. And then I, I just did what I, what I normally do. I did my best. And then it was really a success. So what current projects and activity are we involved in? Currently, I'm really focused on a young generation, trying to catch them young, because I realized at a young age that because my parents didn't allow me to go into science and because there was no room for mentorship or to have access to these technologies or to these tools, it was very hard for me. And I know that there are a lot of other young girls and young kids that are out there that want to pursue something in the sciences, but they're not seen others doing it and they don't have like the center, they don't have the resources to do it. So currently we are running on the Kamayuki Innovation Center. So we're in, we bring in these kids on three days a week and we teach them about coding, robotics, 3D designs and all those things that has to do with digital education. Because for me, I really believe that catching them young is the best way to go. Having the creative mindset, the tech mindset is something that I really believe in. And I know that if Sierra Leone wants to compete with other countries like China, like USA, we need to start bridging that gap. And for me, but bridging that gap means involving young people, teaching young people about technology and all the benefits and all the potential that it can bring to Sierra Leone. Okay. Well, as for me, I'm currently working on a complaint site. So the... I think behind the complaint site is uh, when I was in school, I noticed something that some of us were struggling. So there was a statement that uh, government should provide for teachers 
what they need to teach in, in their various subjects so that teaching will be very easier for them. So there was this particular math teacher. So he was like very open, hoping that he can receive something like basic tools that he needs, like, like a ruler, a tambour, and this and this. So when, he, when we normally went to him for, for, for informing that we are, we, should, we are supposed to have him now for him to teach us, he would be like, he's still waiting on government to bring his package for his start teaching. So we, we noticed this and it went on, it went on, it went on. We decided to report him to our class teacher. We then decided to confront him. He starts coming and he stops. So when I recently engaged myself into web and mobile app development, then decided of a project, which is a school complaint site. Why a school complaint site? So that other, other peoples out there, school going peoples can have access to the sites and they can, they can tell in their constraints, problems in their various schools so that governments will look into them and try to find solutions for, for, for them. Because similarly, most people are going through a lot in their school, but we are afraid of coming out because we don't want like the, the public to all us responsible for anyone's downfall, even for us to have like a bad reputation. So, but with that site, it can be some. It can be like a safe room, wherein you can say whatever thing that is affecting you in your school that you think the unique solution for whatever thing so far, be it corruption, be it rivalry, be it this and this and yes, sexual harassment. Because some people I think are undergoing it in Serenity, yeah, and they're yeah. just like. Silence yeah. and even cyberbullying is something yeah, cyber that they can report. Yes, we have a lot of constraints. So I then decided to work on it, and I'm currently working on it. And I hope so for it to be upstanding so that people out there can have the opportunity to visit it and also turn in their complaints. And I'm planning to for the Ministry of Education to have like direct access to it so that whatever complaint. The people say, yeah, that's awesome. That's a very cool project that you're working on. I hope to see it very soon as something that we can also use at the center. So, with all of this, like your technology, like pushing for the site, what do you hope for in the future? Well, you know, how currently we have like a lot of AIs. So we have like a lot of programs or websites that we can use with artificial intelligence. So now we, we have like the meta spark where you can able to customize or design your own yeah, filter. Yes. So I was thinking sometime back where we went to an occasion and they, they told us it was a serve yourself occasion where you go to the, to the waiter and you choose whatever food you want. After selecting mine, because I was very eager to taste all of the food there because some of them were very strange to me. So after choosing mine, I then went to the table. I was eating, then I realized that I was full. Then I just thought of something that what if I can able to be like an application where I can, can just scan the food on the plate, everything will move. Inside my phone, and when I when I'm ready to eat again, yeah, I would just like, like, is it download or print it out, and everything will come back. 
So that was the, the thing I was thinking of. And I thought about it for a very while. And I think we can definitely share because we have seen the impossible becomes possible with technology. Now, somebody can say in, in England, and I'm here in Sierra Leone, I can even communicate with me and see whatever thing he's doing. So we can, we can definitely reach there. Yeah, as somebody <laughs> who loves food, I really would love to see that day. <laughs> I really yeah. want to see that day. So for International Women's Day, I know it's coming up on the 8th. Yeah. Do you have any message for young women and girls out there? To start off with, I want to say a very good Kudos to girls and women who are out there working hard, working tirelessly to see that women and girls issue become very successful in our country. And I think we are, we are trying, we are moving, we are climbing up the ladder. So it's just a simple thing I have to say is let's keep on climbing. And no matter how, how long the journey is, we will definitely reach there. And with determination, focusedness, and Lentlessness, I think we can definitely change the mentality, yes. the future of union, women and girls. So let's keep on working, moving forward, stay focused and avoid distractions. Yeah, let's avoid distraction at all costs. So for me, what I really hope for in the future is to be able to, to, be able to have Kamariot Innovation Center as one of the leading innovation centers in Africa. And also to be able to provide the same center in the provinces wherein women and girls can have access to technology, to tools, to resources, to learn about technology, to learn about the Internet of Things, to learn about coding, to learn about robotics, to learn about everything they want to do. So that is really what I want to hope for in the future. And to also be able to work with other young, dynamic leaders or women in tech that are changing the landscape. I do believe in one thing. There is a saying that if you want to go fast, you go alone. But then if you want to go far, you go with a team. And that is really something that I want to do. I want to go far with the Kamariki Innovation Center. For International Women's Day, I would like to tell all young girls to never give up on their dream. The road might be straight. It might be crooked. But just know that the goal is for you to finish. You can go through the waters, you can go through the storm, but just keep going, just keep moving. It happens with me. I didn't read something in STEM, but here I am today working in STEM. So that's my message to young women and girls out there. Let's keep pushing, let's not give up, and let's work together and to be able to improve our lives. This is all about the time we have today, but if you want to continue the conversation, you can contact us at equalitytech.info. Goodbye and thank you. And this series is by Girls for Girls. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Girls Tech Show. Goodbye and thank you for listening. It has been an honor talking to you all. Okay.